Welcome, everyone. We're about to begin. Be'ezus Hashem, Shalom Bayer, Shir, number 164. It's a book um, by Harriet Lerner, a Marriage Rules, it's called. And it's a very good book, recommended. I'm going to go through some of the Yesaitis there. She comes up with uh, over 100 rules, down-to-earth, practical uh, pieces of advice that, um, you know, from what I saw so far, very, very impressed of little tidbits to remember and to do and to think about that could definitely, over time, enhance the marriage greatly. So I'm going to go through some of it. Uh, So one rule is to respect differences. We talked about this in the past, but to emphasize it a little more, that a good marriage requires a profound respect for differences, not just the differences overall between a man and a woman and their styles of communication and so on and so forth, but about their own individual personalities as well. Uh, She has a very uh, interesting cartoon that uh, is entitled Dogs Who Love Too Much. You see a dog is depressed and is reading a book called Dogs Who Love, Love Too Much. And the cat is saying, I'm not distancing, I'm a cat. And that's very, very uh, funny. Um, because marriage does best when you try to lighten up about the differences, take it with a sense of humor. And it'll be it's definitely a better place to live in this world and to get along with others in Claudius Yisrael too. And if we expect differences. Of course, we think that if everyone would be like us, life would be great. You know, everyone would think like us, act like us, be aligned with our, our mode of thinking and behaving, then life would be great. But that's not how the world works. And it takes some maturity to realize that differences doesn't mean that one person is right and one person is wrong. We know that as a cosmic uh, awareness between, even in Yiddishkeit, between so many different cultures within Yiddishkeit, Hasidish, Litvish, Svardish, Ashkenazis, and, and, and within each subgroups and subgroups and subgroups, different menhagim, mehalchim, uh, that you would think it's a different religion, uh, you know, coming in and it seems all foreign and strange, when in reality, it's all given from one. And one of the Yisaitis of fighting against the sinus chinam that we have these days that we need to fix is to view reality through different filters depending on your class, your culture, your gender, your birth order, your genetic makeup, your family history and realize that there's an akuda of MS in all of them. And you may be a Litvak but there's some nekudas in Hasidus that is and vice versa, and you learn the point of the achtas of it, despite the differences, and you learn how to handle those differences, even if it could sometimes be some stressful points to it. You find ways to unite and to become one. And if that applies overall in Klai Yisrael, between different classes and groups of people, most certainly employs within a marriage as well. You want to be intimate with somebody, You cannot be nervous about differences of personality, differences in nature. 
you'll learn how to be intimate and connect and bond despite the fact that indeed you're very uh, very um, different. Also, don't think you have the emiss. The emiss is not always with you that the other person does not have truth and you have the ultimate truth. That applies even if you are very well learned and know all chazals and you're true er erlechayid and you're connected to Hashem and you are connected to emiss. That does not mean that your spouse is devoid of emiss. There's a truth of each person in their neshama, and we need to respect that. Another idea of intimacy is don't say closeness means we're the same. Closeness does not equal sameness. You can become very, very close, even as one, when you respect the differences. Now, respecting differences doesn't mean that you expect you you accept demeaning behavior of your husband or wife, or you you uh, accept unfair treatment of your from your husband and wife or to behave badly that's not what it means respecting differences but it means that you, you, you that you realize that differences does not necessarily mean that one person is right and one person is wrong that is so true in conflict when there is a conflict very very often sometimes it's clear-cut and sometimes if you're mature, one of them realizes, you know, I behave badly. I was I was right, I was wrong, you were right. Or, or or the other one says, I was wrong, you were right. Sometimes it's as simple as that. But very often in a conflict, they're both right. They're just saying things differently. And to work to stay emotionally connected to a partner that feels and thinks differently than you, that is what marriage is all about. You don't need to fix the other person. You don't need to fix her. You don't need to fix him or to convince her, to convince him you're entitled to feel differently. And nevertheless, despite that, you work towards working towards a way to get along and to be one with one another. So that's one nakuda, to respect those differences. Always have that in mind. Another concept in marriage that's very important and over life in general is that when you're under stress, you need to learn not to be pressed and not to overreact and to appreciate also the way you and your spouse handle stress that could be in different ways. So, for example, one of them may be, get become very emotionally intense when they're stressed. The other one may be more quiet and withdraw when they're stressed. And it's, underst- and it's very important to recognize the traits of, the, of your spouse, of your husband or your wife, when they're under stress, how they react, and to understand that and to realize that you may communicate in different ways when you're under stress. And yes, you know, when if let's say someone's excitable, they can learn to try to become more calm. But if when under stress, they tend to, let's say, talk more and worry more and express it verbally more, the other spouse needs to recognize that. This is the way my spouse's language and the way they act when they're under stress. And of course, we can work towards calming each other down. But once you know the mode of how each one handles stress, then you don't press them. You accept that, you realize that, that that's part of their language. 
And that comes a very long way to not to overreact when you see your husband or your wife is upset or under stress and they're behaving in a way where you don't really like it, either by being overly uh, verbal uh, in worry or, 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 um, or withdrawing, to work with that, calm them, that, them then down that way, but to understand that that's their the fault mode of how they react to stress and the understanding of it. And that really takes away, actually, a lot of that stress. Another concept that's important in marriage is sometimes the way she says it is you breathe now and you speak later. It's important. We talked about communication a lot. To speak our minds and hearts is important. That's part of intimacy. Uh, we all want the marriage that is so relaxed and so intimate that we can share anything and everything without thinking about it. But the truth is that sometimes, even though we learn in our culture, just be yourself, but we can't just always be ourselves at every given moment. Yes, you need to be honest. Yes, you need to speak out and communicate clearly and in a healthy way. But very often, that moment is not the right time for it. When you speak out and you're being honest right now, when you're excited and upset or nervous, it may not be always a good idea. You know, sometimes in the name of authenticity and truth, you know, uh, telling we shut down the lines of communication and diminish and shame the other person and make it less likely that two people can hear each other or even stay in the same room. Um, so it's important to make wise and thoughtful decisions about how to communicate to your partner, when to communicate to your partner, what to communicate to your partner. You may need to refrain from speaking when you're feeling angry or even when you're not angry, but you're very intensely feeling about something, to first calm yourself down. Or when you see clearly your husband or wife right now is in a very bad mood. So now you know is not the time. Or they're distracted right now. You notice it. And as you get married and you become more sensitive, you'll realize, I want to say something, because this happened, I'll be honest with you, in my own marriage sometimes, I want to say something very important that I want her to hear, my wife, let's say. So I say something, and I realize that at that moment, I didn't realize, but at that moment, my wife right, her, is, is busy with something else, or she's distracted or worried about something else. She, 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 it wasn't the right time for her to absorb what I am saying. So she's half listening. So I would get upset, right? Why are you only half listening? This is something very important. I said, this is an important thing I want to tell you. But at that point, point that I said it, my wife was under a stress or distracted or, or, or thinking about something else, and it wasn't the right time. So I get insulted. How could you not take my words seriously? I really wanted to say something important. And my wife, and it seems like she's not listening and she's barely, you know, not paying attention. But in reality, it was just not the right moment. She was busy with something else or worried about something else. And if I would just wait a little bit until I realize that we're aligned and she's listening in the listening mode and then say what's important, it would have worked. 
So and 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 that often creates a angry feeling between a couple. Why aren't you listening to me? When the truth is, very often you generally want to listen and speak and 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 and, and to 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 your spouse, but right now your mind isn't somewhere else. So timing in marriage is very important, and tact in marriage is very important, and that's not a steerer to honesty. You know, when we say right? You're allowed to sort of speak a non-truth because of peace. That does not mean, no, you know, doesn't mean you outright lie. Sometimes you need to do that, like by uh, Avram, right? It, it says, she said, Avram's old, and Hashem said that she said, she's old. Okay? But very often, it's not a matter of lying. It's just a matter of learning to wait and find the right opportunity to actually say what you need to say. That's also a Lashanis, which means is, don't say to yourself, I'm honest, I'm true to myself. I don't want to hide anything. And I want to be myself. So I'm express, and, and, and you're my wife or you're my husband. So I want to express my deepest self. So I'm just going to say it with feeling. That may be a good sentiment, but right this moment, it may be the absolute wrong time to do this. So you're not withholding. It's not like you're keeping secrets from your wife or your husband. In your mind, you're saying, this is true. This is honest. I want to tell my wife this. I want to tell my husband this, and I will, and I will. But this moment, when there's some type of stress going on or some type of distraction going on, and you know that if you say it right now, it won't be listened to in the right way, then at times you have to learn how to take a step back. And what she says basically is the breathe now and speak later. And that's very important. That is not contradicting, contradicting at all the value and the importance of open, clear communication honestly and between one another. Of course that has to take place. And that needs to take place. And it's healthy to take place. And if you learn how to do it the right way, if something's very important, even if it's something that's sensitive and it's bothering you, and you need to talk to your husband or wife about it, go for it. And they should learn how to listen and go for that too. And you'll learn how to communicate. It may not be always a perfect time to do this, but it's important to do. But yet there are situations, let's say in the middle of the day, when a lot of crazy stuff is going on, that you need to just assess the situation and realize, yes, this is something very important I need to tell my husband or wife, but right this minute is not the right time. They're stressed, they're busy, or, or you know, they're preoccupied with something, and you know that. And you say, I'm just going to put this aside for now. I'm going to wait till we're both in the mode that we're calmer, that we're more in the, you know, in the same zone, maybe after the kids are sleeping and things are quieter and calmer, took a shower already, feel better, and now we could talk. Have a wonderful day.